Hey, ENFers, we have a new sponsor on the podcast today. Today's episode is brought to you by... A very special shout-out from an ENFer who wanted to wish a good friend of ours, Anthony Lowbelt, a happy birthday. This is breaking news on KCCI 8 News. Also a fire in Boone County near Rabbit Hash. This broke out around 1230 on Lower River Road. One person was taken to the hospital. Initial reports were that they had burns on their face and their hands. Now, we of course know Anthony. Uh, we did stand-up with him back in the day uh, in Des Moines in 2011, 2012. He lived in New York with me for a while. We'd go do mics together. and he'd... More than 50 fires in four days, including a dozen new fires set just last night. So many arson fires that authorities weren't sure if they were dealing with one firebug or a series of copycats. It was always great to walk into room. To this day, it's great to walk into the room and see Lowbelt looking at you right there. And, and I mean, his wife, Casey, they came out when I was in Denver. They've seen you, Reem, in Des Moines. I'm a fire starter, twisted fire starter. So really, it's a it's a special shout out. Uh, today's show is sponsored. Uh, everybody, just say happy birthday to Anthony Lowbelt. Really funny. Miss you, buddy. We'll see you on the moon soon. Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff. It. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I, th- I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgic Front Podcast. I'm Brandon Ream, and I'm Patrick Hasty. Hell yes, you are. Hell yes, I am. Hell yes. And hell yes, you are fantastic. Oh, man, thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, How, how's life? It's good, man. Good? Good. I got a good feeling about this episode. Me too. This week's fun size. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I think it's going to be top of the line. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be top of the charts. Yeah. I think it's good. Fucking uh, Kingpin. Oh, yeah. It's on Hulu, and I have not seen that movie in a while. It's good. Oh, it's it's real good. I Bill uh, Murray is so good in it. I think I, to- I hate oh, him. So he's so hateable. That part where he goes, he's, he waves at those women at the other thing, and he's like, "Hello," and she yeah, waves at him. He's like, "Not no, you, no, not you, you, not you." Yeah. Hi. And then there's also a really great part where Woody Harrelson's eating the food, and he's like, "All right, take that outside." Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny because like you know how likable Bill Murray oh, is. Oh yeah, and you know he's just playing a character and be and, and it's funny, but at the same time. I fucking hate Ernie. There's a really good he's part. He's so horrible, but he's so funny. He has such a good... Like, the the whole part where he's like, well, there comes a time when every bowler has got to face the music. And that, that bowler m- is you. you. Yeah. There's also a part in there where he... I don't remember what uh, Munson's line is, but his reaction is such good acting. He just kind of, like, clicks. He's like... Yeah. Didn't I tell you to call me Big Ern? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's... It's good. It's also funny... Uh, it's very funny. Most of the movie yeah. aged fine. Yeah, I'm sure there's some stuff. The that doesn't. humor that doesn't age is the uh, and that it, it's what the Fairly Brothers kind of built, built their rep on. on. But uh, the gross out stuff, just like yeah, it's not. I don't know. It's, just, I, it's fine. It's not like offensive or anything. Yeah. It's just that 
we've had all of the gross out things yeah yeah now. yeah so when you go back and watch the new gross out thing from the late 90s it's like we get that on cable uh i got a couple of things to say and, about, oh, a couple of things to say about kingpin quick yeah one love it there's a line you know you say lines from ev- stuff in your everyday yeah. life yeah, yeah i say a line from kingpin all the time which one is it it's the line it's when they reference the uh the glow-in-the-dark condoms and he's sa- he's filling them he's like we got glow-in-the-dark those are fun even if you're alone <laughs> and i think that's i i say that a lot those are fun even if uh-huh. you're alone uh what one of my favorite jokes yeah please in tell the movie me. please tell me and uh he's t- he's talking about ernie mccracken big Ern mccracken yeah yeah and like uh that running joke where he's like, he's the guy that gave me this. And it's when he's, <laughs> he it, it, it's, he's trying to show his ring off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every time he shows the ring to somebody, they always reference the hand. And the one time he goes to show is they're always like, Oh, is that real rubber? And he's like, no, the ring. But yeah. the one time he goes to show off the ring to somebody, they bring up the hand. It's funny. That is such a good, uh, uh, real quick. Uh, King Ben is a 1996 American sports comedy film directed by Peter and Bobby Farrelly and written by Barry Finero and Mort Nathan. Starring Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, Vanessa Angel, and Bill Murray. It tells the story of an alcoholic ex-professional bowler, Harrelson, who becomes the manager for a promising Amish talent, Quaid. It was filmed in and around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania as a stand-in for Scranton, Amish country, and Reno, Nevada. There's a scene... Where when they lose Ishmael in uh, Oslo, Iowa, yeah, uh, when they go back there, that's when they have the big falling out. Yeah, and it's also where they come together as a group. But uh, uh, Roy's going out trying to find Ishmael. Yeah, and one of the places he stops to ask for it, uh, information on who may have seen Ishmael last when they're in the middle of Oslo, Iowa, mm-hmm. is a Seven Eleven. Yeah, sometimes they don't get you, and no, and I'm like. His dad at the beginning. There's not going to be a Seven Eleven in Iowa. His dad at the beginning when it he's sucks like bullshit really took me out of the movie. His dad goes, "Put that in a bottle, kid. You got something, something sweeter, sweeter than, than you." But when I was a kid, I didn't know he was saying "yoo-hoo" because that's uh-huh. not a thing in Iowa for me, at least. I never saw it. So I thought he said, "Put that in a jar. You got something sweeter than you, kid." And I thought it was just like a nice moment Aww. between him and his son. Yeah, right. Uh, I just listened to. Uh, I think I've talked about it on the show a couple times. I listened to Woody Harrelson was on Marin's podcast, Locking the Gates. Uh, what's it called? Locking the Gates Radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he Boomer lives radio. Okay, Boomer. Lives. <laughs> okay, Boomer lives radio. Uh, and on there, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson said that he didn't like the movie. And what about those Farrelly brothers? Oh, I love those guys. That movie. That, that movie is so fucking insane, dude. Oh, the Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that movie. You know, it's, it's ironic because when I first saw the movie, and it's yeah. unfortunate. And as an actor, I yeah. think you can attest to this. Yeah. Sometimes you shouldn't see the movie with anybody else around because the first time I saw it, yeah, I. I don't know. There were other people around, and uh, there were a lot of people from Fox. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just was thinking of all the shit that got cut out. <laughs> oh, and yeah? And I just said, right at the end of it, I just stood up and walked out the door. Yeah. And in a huff. Yeah. And, Why, because you were mad? I was mad, and I didn't think it was good, and I didn't talk to Petey for another uh, year and a half. Oh, really? Pete Fairley. Yeah. And then... Uh, then I, then I, a, my daughter, I have a 13 year old, but, uh, this is a few years back. I said, you know, is there anything you want to watch? And she pointed to Kingpin. Yeah. Well, now I hadn't watched it. And Pete had, get, had said to me after we'd started talking again, just watch it again. Give it another chance. Yeah. And I hadn't. 
And uh, so she got me to watch it. This is probably like, I don't know, three years ago or something. And so we watched Kingpin, and I was like, damn, that's a good movie. It's so (laughs) funny, such great heart. They're great. The heart in those movies and the comedy, all of their movies are just phenomenal. It's crazy. I've said it, but the Fairley Brothers, that three-movie arc, what are we uh, talking? King that pretty Pin? much bought them a career to make whatever bad movie they want to make, like ten shallow howls after it. Dumb and Dumber, but Kingpin, and uh, there, uh, there's something, about, something Mary. about Mary. Yeah, I mean those are all like top tier '90s comedy. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of Kingpin facts. The song from Tony Hawk's in it. But up, but up, Superman. Yeah, yeah. Remember when they're leaving? It's always no. It's in there a couple of different times. When they're skedaddling. Yeah. They never get to the verse, though. What's her name? Victoria Angel or whatever? Vanessa Angel? Also, those road trip Fairly Brother movies have really good sound uh, uh, soundtracks. Dumb and Dumber had good ones. Yeah, exactly. They got like this combination of the post-grunge music mm-hmm. that you like. Yeah. And then like uh, they'll have a little bit of classic rock yeah in there too and just i don't know i wonder who did the music for them those those times uh because and then there's something about mary had what's his name uh jonathan uh richmond remember the the troubadour mm-hmm. who he's fucking great you know his music's always been great uh dumb and dumber had that song here's an interesting thing if you don't love with me i'll kill myself they, remember that song they also like to put uh Boston area sports icons in their movies oh, yeah. as truckers. Because, Cam? Uh, yeah. Well, C-Bass. Cam Neely is Seabass and Dumb and Dumber. And I just forgot that. Harlan Ro- Williams. Roger Clemens Ugh. is in fucking Kingpin. No shit. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. He's some angry fuck. He's pretty much Seabass. Of all of the, of all of the Fairly Brothers movies, by the way, Fairly Brothers, they're 100% brothers. They got the same parents. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Fairly, my ass. They have, uh, all the same, uh, uh, of all their movies, Kingpin's my favorite of them. Uh, at the beginning when that woman, his landlord, and she's like, what is it about good sex that makes me want to crap? Yeah. <laughs> Must be all that humping. Hump and dump. <laughs> and he fucking spills the coffee on that baby right at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, that just, comes right out. I bet that's probably one He's of those. got the hook. The hook, that's probably pretty like. Uh, Which is funny. Through, through 2020's eyes. Because with, the movie starts with a hook and ends with Blues Traveler. Oh, fine. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's so good. And the, the such a funny joke was like when he was like, what are you doing, Mr. Munson? Flossin. <laughs> Flossin? Where did I get Munson? And he's just like, what I'm doing is flossing. My name is Munson. It's such a good joke. It's so yeah. good. And then when you see him, the Amish dude flossing, yeah. it's just fucking <laughs> just chunks hitting the window. I love how it's also like Randy Quaid's playing like some young. Yeah. Like- <laughs> he's playing like a 19 year old. Yeah. Or he's like. But he's like 40. Yeah, he's like a fucking 40-year-old. Oh, my God. Got uh, some Chris Elliott in there. Oh, yeah. Chris Elliott, by the way, if you... <laughs> what, do you say? what does he say? He's like, I'll give you a million dollars to sleep with my wife. Uh-huh. And he's like, doesn't he double down the wrong way? He yeah. goes like, okay, 500000 Or, okay, $2 million. Oh my god, it's so good! Uh, and I loved Venice Angel. I had the hugest because she was on Weird Science. Did you ever watch Weird Science? Oh, all the time. The TV show. Um, That's what I knew her from. Yeah, and then that scene 
when they're bowling at her boyfriend's house and she's trying to throw them off by yeah. opening the freezer. Yeah. I was so young. <laughs> and they we hadn't heard of uh no not November yet back then. <laughs> and holy shit, I like I would have That's why the squirrels work so hard in October and September. If Vanessa Angel would have been like, uh hey, uh, kill kill a bunch of people for me. I would have been like, all right, what with like a gun or a knife, you know? Like I was, obs- I loved her so much. Yeah. Uh, and this she's movie- got some good '90s style in it too. Mm-hmm. Something about those weird denim hats. Yeah. There's a weird thing with anybody that was like, if you were like in your 20s in the mid 90s, I probably had a huge crush on this your style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all of that, a lot of that uh, Lilith Fair style was really hot. Can- think of a Candy's ad. Just close your eyes and think of a Candy's hmm. shoes ad, or what is it? Candy's is perfume? I like, like, uh. Whatever those are. Yeah. I think of that. Floral print stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, a lot of that. I love it. Uh, Chris Elliott is great in this. Uh, and Bill Murray, you're right. He is fantastic. And to me, this is like the Bill Murray I want. He does play such an asshole, right. but he's so good in it. And this is kind of like uh, your Lowell Bill Murray career. Yeah. Like, he'd had a couple of kind of like blockbuster whiffs. Kind of like, what's that? After like the Groundhog's man with the one ridge. No, 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 no. Um, the, not, not the man with the man one ridge. Man who knew too little. That's it. Man who knew too little, yeah. Which I liked. I haven't seen it. It's fine. Um, it, and then... it, it does a lot of Des Moines name dropping. Oh, like, really? Like, that's his whole thing. Instead of saying... Uh, Bond, James Bond, yeah. like as a client calling call. He says like, uh, uh, Steve, I work at the Blockbuster in Des Moines. Oh, really? That's fun. Especially uh, since I worked at the Blockbuster hell in Des Moines. Hell yeah, dude. When that movie was out. Uh, but like that's he was in, insane. But like your late 90s Murray kind of like had to rebuild himself before yeah. he, he got into the uh, Paul, Paul Anderson's. It does. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, he had like that and Wild Things oh, yeah. and Hamlet. I forgot that he was an amulet. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that is interesting. That it was kind of the Wes Anderson that pulled him into like a more, and then like he did ju- that Jim Jerry Moosh movie, Broken Flowers. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever hear about how he wound up doing Garfield? Yes. Oh, you can tell the listeners. Well, the script, yeah, was, was written, written by, by two guys with the last name Cohen. Well, it was written by Joel Cohen. Oh, it was just one guy yeah. with one, of or the maybe name. it's Eaton Cohen. But anyway. Yeah. It was written by Eaton Cohen, who was known as like a writer for television. I think he maybe was a writer on King of the Hill, even. Yeah. But he had made some shitty movies too. And Joel thought it, or Bill or Bill Murray over here, B. Murs, he thought it was, you know, okay, the Cohen brothers. Here's another. Here we go. Little fun fact fun about fact. the curious thing of Bill Murray being cast as Garfield. Oh no, we've seen in- this. What? So many times nobody on knows, the show. Nobody knows this. If anybody's ever listened to two episodes of our show, they know this. What? The Lawrence music thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody knows that on our show. Not like regular people don't know that. But definitely our listeners know that. What? The Lorenzo music? We talk about the same fucking thing every week. Of course people Was know that. the voice of... Garfield. Uh-huh. And Peter Vankman. And then Bill played him in the, the-, the live actions. Everybody that listens to our show knows that. We tell, we say it every episode. What about the gummy bears? Also, the grew up voice of Tummy on Gummy Bears. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Music. So if they make a Gummy Bears film, Bill Murray's a shoo-in. Yeah. 
and maybe I can finally have my dream to play. I can't think of any other character from Kelly Bear's name. <laughs> Another great thing about the film, the Kingpin, is uh, just this. Ma- they're they're well aware of how goofy. Oh yeah, they have a tone down like something that I don't think they ever got again. The Fairley Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, maybe not beforehand. Uh, there's something. Did there's something about Mary come out after this? Yeah, yeah. So like this, the tone of this movie is so good. And there's something about Mary has a, has kind of a weirdness too, but it has. It feels like it's trying to get more of a heart. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Whereas Kingpin is just like goofy, fucking silly wildness, you know? Yeah. Um. But like the the status that this film gives bowling. Yeah. Within the world that the film is building, yeah, is so fucking like preposterous, and it really makes a movie like nobody gives a fuck about bowling like that. Like the shitty little backyard bowling alley that Roy and his dad are using yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's no way that's gonna make you a better bowler. No. You know, it's these crappy little pins, it- or the fact that they're going around and it's quite common and easy to. Uh, get illegal gambling bowling games going at these like bars and shit. Ah, boy! Where they're doing, they're being traveling salesmen that work their way. Oh. Every time I bowl, uh-huh. every single time, I am so afraid of getting my hand in that thing. Yeah, the ball to return. I don't think it would do anything. It's a, it's just a belt. Like I could see you if you get your hand stuck in the belt. But they made it seem like it was a fucking monster that would like bite your arm off. Well, it's because it cut away to the wood chipper. Yeah, that's right. Best use of a wood chipper. Since Fargo. No, it came out before Fargo. Uh, Best use of after Fargo. Yeah. Prior to Fargo. Yeah. Uh, As is the case with most of the films, Bill Murray ad-libbed almost every line he spoke in it. Uh, He'd read over the script, get the idea, and then make it funnier. And the Fairley Brothers were like, that's great. We like that. That's fun. You know? This guy was in stripes. You kidding me? Right. The whole skit about him and the... Like the charity he does. Oh for my kids. god! And he's just grabbing. And it's just pretty much. He's just him. assaulting the woman. He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, apparently Chris uh, Farley was supposed to be in this, but took it down to be in Black Sheep, or couldn't because he was already cast in Black Sheep. Oh, I thought it was because he died. Oh, Chris Farley was supposed to be uh, uh, the Randy Quaid character, which would, I mean, still t- he'd still be ten years older than he is. Yeah. but you know. That would make more sense. Randy Quaid's best role. Well, other than the time he fucked his wife on fa- uh, Facebook Live. Did you ever see that? Uh, I mean, or cousin, uh, hmm? cousin Ernie. Well, yeah. Okay, definitely. You're right. It goes, I would say, cousin. I mean, Eddie. Cousin, cousin Eddie, Eddie from the Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Clark, shitter's full. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? And then Ishmael in this. Munson, where'd I get Munson? And then the third, you know, but honestly, Randy Quaid's third best thing. Independence it, Day? No, that time he fucked his wife on Facebook Live. He did that. Yeah. So you, see, you can see, uh. You can see the whole thing, her whole face and everything. You see Randy Quaid's Hong Kong? No, because the Facebook Live blurred it out. Really? They put an ad for, uh, uh, Norton antivirus over it. <laughs> no, I don't remember seeing his hog, but maybe you did. He's one of the best parts of Caddyshack 2. I haven't seen Caddyshack 2 in years. It's like Grease 2, though. I probably saw it more than I saw the original. Oh, Caddyshack 2 is much better than Grease 2. 
Isn't that funny how it was back in the day mm-hmm. in the 80s where there could be a sequel out and for whatever reason you just watched that sequel more than the well, original? Well, I think it's because television would that's what they would do is TV would like pop. Yeah. Like it like I bet the rights to Greece are more expensive than the rights to Greece 2. So TBS or whatever could just show Grease 2 all the fucking time Plus, or whatever, you know? that's back in the day when sequels were basically the same movie. Yes. So you just start watching a generic version of the other movie. This is interesting. You know who the original cast member for Roy was? Who was supposed to play Munson? Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton. Batman. Right there in the fucking movie and said no. And I bet he would have been good, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd have played uh, oh, that shitty person. Oh, he'd have been so good. One of the best uh, scenes, I think, in the movie that mm-hmm. really had me cracking up is, uh, you know, he can't pay his rent, mm-hmm. so he hires his friend of his to, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, go and rob the, uh, <laughs> yeah, go and rob the landlord. Yeah, you know, and he throws coffee in his face, and That's he has to run off. Golding so it, coffee. It, so it cuts to the next scene, and he's like hanging out. The guy that was robbing the landlord's <laughs> hanging out in Roy's <laughs> kitchen with them. And he's just talking about, like, man, did you have to throw that <laughs> coffee? It was so hot. <laughs> then uh, he's like, oh, man, I got to take a dump. Uh, do, you do you have any, anything to read? Do you have anything to read? <laughs> he's like, yeah, here's some shampoo. He's like, oh, man, I read this already. <laughs> That's a very pre-cell phone thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, kids these days don't know about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the, uh, okay, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start telling these kids about... Uh, having to read shampoo labels while you're pooing. <laughs> uh, the scene where Ishmael gets the garbage thrown at his feet by the truckload of Indians is a reference to the public service announcement from the 70s. They do the oh, reverse yeah. of that, you know? Oh, my God. Uh, I think this this was like a staple of every sleepover I had in high school, though. We would put this on... Um, I think... And on, like, I mean, maybe other people, maybe this isn't the, the shocking statement. I think it is. But I love this movie way more than Dumb and Dumber or that there's something about Mary. Like I'm way I this movie makes me laugh and I think fondly on it more than I do on those other two. Oh, uh not for me on Dumb and Dumber just yeah. because I uh Dumb and Dumber was one of the best film experiences I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh because I saw it in a theater. A movie theater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a class trip. Oh shit. And but where were you in, in Boston? Marshalltown? Oh, I thought it was when you went to Boston. No. Uh, and on a class trip. Where at? What theater? Just some random theater in Marshalltown. Hmm. But it was uh, with the entirety of my seventh grade class. Oh, God. What a world. And, and that's the third film on the big year of Carrie. 1994. Jim? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he, he uh, had Ace Ventura and The Mask leading up to Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. All within the same year. Uh- so... Everybody was like a huge Jim Carrey fan and everybody was hyped for that movie. And we went to the theater and just like all of the big jokes were even bigger. Yeah. Because you're watching it with a group of other 11 year olds. That reminds me of when I saw um, Biodome. I saw Biodome in the theater with uh, a bunch of my friends. It was at a friend's birthday party. And it's that same thing where the theater, like there was 15 of us kids, 14 years old or whatever. And then one mom just watching Biodome. And that, that feeling of like, uh, this is just for us, and this movie was made just for us. These jokes are just for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, fucking fantastic. Um, and I love Dumb and Dumber. Don't get me wrong, but like, uh, like if I was walking down the street right now, and they're like, "Hey, buddy, I'm gonna bring you in here." There's uh, uh, three movies playing. They're all starting right now. You get in for free, free popcorn, whatever you want. 
uh, do you want to watch Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, or There's Something About Mary? I'm going to watch Kingpin every time. You know, it's just I think it's more of a fun rewatch for me. Yeah. Um, I, it yeah. takes a lot for me to want to watch a movie. I don't think I've seen nowadays with all the options you got. Yeah, and uh, seeing that Kingpin was on Hulu. Yeah, was one of those. Uh, well, that just made my decision. And Chris Elliott, I mean, was such a good cast. Chris, I've been watching Shit's Creek still, and Chris Elliott is like, I, he should have a fucking. You know, like Mr. T's big gold necklaces. Mm-hmm. He Chris Elliott should have a necklace like that, just made out of fucking Emmy nomination or Emmy awards. You know, uh, he's so fucking funny in everything he does. Uh, God damn. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Nicholas Cage turned down Woody Harrelson's character's role. What a what a weird guy. Nick Cage. Yeah, that guy's fucking all over the place. Yeah, I'm the first one to say it. Great actor. Fantastic actor. What's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Oh, one of those two uh, Bruckheimer Bay ones. Uh, right ha- when he was doing that. Those are uh, Con Air. Con Air, or, The Rock. Uh, the Rock are both, yeah, those really, are both really good, good. Yeah. action movies. There's a... Um, uh, AJJ has a song that... You need that, to do one of those two. AJJ has a song that ends with the last line of it is that Bad Lieutenant 2 is the greatest movie ever. I take pleasure in gutting you, boy. I think The Rock, because it's got... It's, got a lot of dumb lines in it oh this i forgot about this chris berman's in it he's covering the boomer yeah boomer he's covering the uh bowling championship oh yeah yeah okay boomer <laughs> do you think he do you think he's do you think he's thrilled like he's seeing boomer trending well, and prime he's like, time's here back we here we go you he think, did he he has knocked the dust off of nfl prime time do you think boomer esiason has like yes men surrounding him that are just lying to him and they're like you're all you're trending right now on uh-huh. Twitter, you, and he has no idea. But they're like, "You're you're doing great. You love it." And then he's just sitting back there thinking he's still the shit. Do you think Boomer Esiason thinks he's the shit? Yeah, I do too. He went to a goddamn Super Bowl, I guess. And he was uh, one John Candy siding away from winning it all. Yeah, because uh, you you ever heard that story? No, no, about, no. Please tell me. I don't know this. Oh, like Joe Montana's getting re- like they always talk about how cool and calm and collected that joe montana was it was the fourth quarter of the super bowl against the Bengals. time out is it that joe montana was like in the huddle and looked up in the stage and said look yeah. it's john candy yeah yeah i like look at this i literally got goosebumps i am remembering of hearing this story like yeah. fucking 30 years ago joe uh, montana is getting ready to lead the game-winning drive in Super Bowl twenty four, yeah, or whatever year it was, the Jeff Gordon year, yeah, and uh, they're in huddle, and Joe, mm-hmm. Joe Montana looks out into the stands, and he's like, "Oh, look, it's John Gandy," and apparently that set the entirety of the San Francisco Forty ers offense at ease, and then they drove down the field and won a Super Bowl. God damn, that's crazy. Here's the thing: one, I remember hearing that when I was a little kid, like somebody telling me this story or hearing this story on TV. Two. Any listener could probably go back and be like, yeah, you guys have told that to each other on the podcast 20 times, you know? Uh, but fuck, god damn, I remember that. What were there? Do you think the other uh, big bowling movies benefited from this? Like Big Lebowski, you know? Do you think it, like, do you think Big Lebowski, do you think Kingpin ran? That's it, to- though, isn't it? Kind of. Uh, you said big bowling movies. Is there more? Uh, do you think Kingpin walked so Big Lebowski could run, you know? I don't know. They're both. They're both real good in yeah. different ways. I'd still rather watch Kingpin. Do you watch uh, Documentary Now on Netflix? I've caught a few. They're fine. I love it. It's very good. And the the fellas that wrote 
Now get ready, because I'm going to say the title of a television series, and you're going to be inclined to do a bit. Okay. But just let it let it move. Uh, let it roll through uh, it. I'm going to try. There's a television series on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> and the writers of that series... Uh, the writers of that series wrote an episode of Documentary Now. It's the, mm-hmm. it's on the, the most recent season, and it's all about bowling. And it's set up like a documentary, like a nine, like an early 2000s sports documentary, and it's fucking golden. Have you it's ever so actually good. tried to watch bowling? Love it. I do love it. It's I'm not horsing around, dude. <laughs> I really? It. I love it. I think it's very fun. I there watched. I watched nothing to watch. They all get strikes all the time. I watched bowling for an hour yesterday. Really? Because when uh, one of the channels wasn't playing NFL, you know, like maybe Fox or whatever, one of the channels was doing all the pregame stuff, but they didn't have a game on right then. Mm-hmm. They switched to fucking bowling. I'll tell you what you watch it for. A guy gets a strike and he goes back and there's a couch there and then there's chairs and they yeah. were doing a funny joke where you could only sit on the couch if he got a strike. And so this guy gets a strike and... And he goes and sits down, and his buddy, the, who he's bowling against, is also sitting on the couch. And then the announcers are like, oh, well, now he's going to sit on the couch, too. And he sits there, <laughs> and I'm not fucking around. He, The guy who sits down just leans over and smashes his buddy right in the fucking balls. <laughs> and it's on TV in 2019, but yeah. it still somehow looks like it's an old video from, like, like, I don't think, like, Fox Sports sends the good camera equipment to bowling, you know? Yeah. Like, it still looks like it was taped 30 years ago, you one know? one of the bad things about uh, modern-day sports coverage is you don't have the we-need-to-fill time Could because we have as, a 24-hour cable network. Could you say that as Arnold Schwarzenegger? I, no. We need to fill. <laughs> we need to fill. We have a 24-hour schedule. That's right. Uh, God damn it. Any dots? I'm going to tell you what. Bowling. Bowling. Get your ass to the room with the the, the lockers. That billiards. We, the room with the lockers where we put our coats. We got billiards on at 4.30. After billiards, it's World Chili to Championship. Did you bowl? I don't like What's it. your average? Uh, Three beers. <laughs> I, used to, I was in a bowling league going I need here. the bumpers. I was in a bowling league one year. It was great. The bumper's in the ramp, and then I'll kick your What's ass. What's your highest game you've ever bowled? Oh, I had, a, like, two blunts and a... <sighs> you know what I'm asking you. I don't bowl. Fuck off. Stop trying to shame me. I bowled a 200 game once. Oh, wow. I think about it a lot. You, I have a bucket list. But you my... played 15 frames, right? That's how in your... 37. Grand... <laughs> you and your grandpa always did it. 37. Uh, in, my, in my bucket list that I have for my life, it says bowl a 300 game. Because I wrote that bucket list during the three-month period of my life where I was super into bowling. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm yeah. never going to fucking do that, you know? Yeah. That's what's fun is uh, in your 20s, Yeah, you just everybody tr- has that weird fringe sport that they pick up for mm-hmm. like two months literally, when they're like, this is going to be my thing. Literally, my life was, uh, I don't know, like jacking off and being in a band uh-huh. and then like nothing for a while. And then uh, bowling, frisbee golf, homebrew. You did frisbee golf oh, too. Oh, loved it, loved it. Yeah, I would do frisbee golf right now if you wanted to go. I mean, you know, after the guest leaves, but uh, frisbee golf and then fucking homebrew, then stand up comedy. And now I here suck we are. really bad, but I got enough discs to go out like 
10 times. Right now I'm in a right now I'm in a uh, a weird uh podcasting uh <laughs> like trick. Wait, what what you know what we're talking about? Like that's the dumbass trend I'm I working on right now. I smoke that much weed. To go frisbee golfing? Yeah. Never did. I did it with a clean. And actually, we got drunk as shit when we'd go. Yeah, you got to do something. We'd drag a cooler and get drunk. Um, speaking of dragging a cooler and getting drunk, uh, Reem, where can the listeners find you on the internet? Yeah, that's right. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. Also, check out House of Bricks Comedy. That's right. We just had a great show. Either, la- what, last week? Yeah. That's fucking great. Absolutely, we did. Fantastic. Uh, another one coming up in December, so come mm-hmm. and check that out. Dun, dun, at the Pine dun. Box. Another one coming up. I think that's about it, Patrick. Damn, that's fun. Well, what's it? We take a break, listen to our sponsor, Uh and bring in a fantastic guest. (laughs) I'm just farting around. My name is Patrick. You can find me at Patrick Hasty. That's at P A T R I C H S T I E. PatrickHasty.com for all upcoming shows and dates. Uh, Get on the Patreon. Listen, guys, you got a good fun size today. You almost didn't get a good fun size. And in a few weeks, I thought it was good. You're not going to get a good fun size. Oh, we can do that on Thanksgiving. There it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this is a good one. We loved it. Please get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us five dollars. Give us twenty five dollars. Get on Hulu friend. and watch Kingpin. That's right. Go watch Kingpin. Uh, send us screenshots of you watching Kingpin, or take a photo of your TV. <laughs> um, tell tweet at Hulu. I watch Kingpin because of the Nostalgic Front podcast. Uh, tell your friends. Be cool. Never die. And as always, remember, if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. Uh, the, a great bit is the guy trying to, uh, he has to go take a poop. Why the fuck didn't we just do a fun size about Kingpin for this week? I don't know. We talked for 40 minutes about nothing. I liked it. We could do, we're pivoting again. This is a fun size about Kingpin now. It's not the top of the show no more. <laughs> uh, one more thing about Kingpin before this turns into a fun size. Yeah. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.